Hey there, everyone. Uh, this is Amber Johns with FCA Brave. If you have just started listening to our podcast, um, we've had quite a following since the Brave Conference, and I'm so thankful because the heart of all of this is to reach uh, young women of all ages, but mostly to encourage discipleship among the generations. Um, we contour a lot of our conversations towards female athletes and coaches because we are FCA. But what we have here today um, just applies to everyone. It's been on my heart for a while. And just being able to use our words has a profound impact. I'm going to be sharing a recording from the Brave Conference. And the reason we're doing this without video is because I cannot show her face with what she is saying, but we can hear her voice. Uh, we did show it um, at the at the conference in September from the underground church. Uh, she's a missionary in some pretty crazy places. Um, just, you know, having a heart for others to know who Jesus is. And I just have such respect for her and for her heart and for her bravery. So this is, this is solely about that. We are profoundly blessed in a country where we have the freedom to, as of right now, move about. We can gather together. We can go to church. We can have our small groups. We can have our huddles. We can meet in places without fear for our life. I think our greatest fear is man and women about what might be said about us, or, you know, we might be confronted by somebody who's angry, but that's truly about it. Um, I haven't heard too much more in the United States of America of Christians facing much more than that. Some of them, yes, losing jobs, um, but we're going to get into that a little bit more. In the coming weeks, um, the heart of Brave is kind of coming from a place of really following the women in countries where they are silenced and they are unseen and the movement of the church. And a lot of that has to do with passionate women who understand who Jesus is, understand what he did for us and are living accordingly. I think because of that pressure, because of what they are seeing and facing, um, the the true idea of coming to know Jesus is such a sacrifice that they don't make it lightly. And in that process, you know, they are living it out and they are truly living led by the Holy Spirit, truly living led by the belief that Jesus is coming again, that he will make all things new and that their sacrifices now um, are worth it. I don't know if I see that so much in our country and not because it can't be done. It's because I don't know if we've been truly convicted about our responsibility to share the gospel. And so in that, um, I want to just encourage you that if you know Jesus and you know what the Bible says, you understand that the need for people to know Jesus is so critical that it starts to numb your fear of what people will think about you. And I say that because our words matter, our voices are, are powerful. And you might not think so. You might like listen to the lies of the enemy that say what you say doesn't matter. You go unseen or you just don't have influence. Um, I get into that a little bit more from the conference and I will be digging into that more 
and some of our small groups. But the reason is this, is when you watch somebody navigate another country with their life on the line to talk about Jesus, how can we not do it here? That's my, that's my question. And so when you listen to her voice, she's just so calm. Um, she has a beautiful heart for just the Lord and all things. And I want to encourage you, use your voice. We can, and I've heard this and I, I hope I don't, uh, this doesn't come across the wrong way, but living an exemplary good Christian life is only part of reaching others for Jesus. Yes, we are to live according to what the the Bible says. We are to be extremely loving and extreme generosity and extremely, um, you know, giving in in not only our resources, but our time. Yes, we are to live a life that when people look at us, they kind of think, huh, what about them is different? Yes, but it does not end there. The call to us who know Jesus is to use our voice. Matthew 28, 19 and 20, the final words while Jesus is with his disciples. Listen, listen to this. You've probably heard it a million times, but just listen. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Guys, teaching them involves not only your actions, but your voice. They are both critical to the message of Jesus. We can't go tell people about Jesus while our lives are not resembling what he's asked of us, but we cannot just live a life and never actually tell somebody about Jesus. And are there risks? Of course there are. Will there be pushback? Of course there will. That's why he's saying, I will be with you always. He's He knows what he's asking his disciples in that time. He knows what he's asking you. He knows what he's asking me. He's saying, use your voice and tell others, be clear about what I'm asking of you. And then he says, but I'm going to be with you always. That's us. That's us. We have the knowledge. We know, we know what is coming. And yet we're so silent. I was reading and an, I read all the time. I always recommend like a thousand books, but it was saying, if we truly understand what heaven is, if we truly understand what is about to take place, why are we selling it so cheaply? The words, I mean, if we were passionate, have you ever, like the movies, I think of, um, you know, The Pursuit of Happiness and Hacksaw Ridge, like we're talking about people who were so passionate about what they believed in that they were willing to go to great lengths, like their lives when you come across somebody who is passionate for Jesus, I mean, doesn't that do something for your heart? Doesn't that do something in you where you're like, okay, me too. Guys, if you become passionate for the Lord, if you use your voice, you will encourage others to do the same. You will influence those around you who maybe are sitting there fearful or feeling alone. That's usually the, the most feedback I get is I just feel so alone in what I believe, but you are not. We are just quiet. We're silent. We're not sharing. 
And so when you come together with other believers and you start sharing and you start encouraging one another to be like, I'm just going to go after one person this week to share Jesus, to at least open the door to a conversation. It's intentional. We don't just accidentally fall into discipleship with others. We don't accidentally start a small group. We don't accidentally increase our faith. It's like training. We talk about this with our athletes all the time. You don't just accidentally become a professional athlete. You don't accidentally make a college team. Like there is training. There's intentionality. There are injuries to overcome. There are muscles that need to be built. And as you, and that's part of it too, as you start sharing, you're going to start flexing that muscle. It's going to, it's like muscle memory. It's going to get stronger. It's going to build. You're going to, you're going to gain confidence in what you're talking about. And once you peel off that bandaid of fear and be like, look at, I'm just going to go for it. I'm telling you the, it will be different. And you will also be able to sit in the peace and bask in the, in the obedience of what you've done, because you've done what Jesus asked just one time. And then you build from there. No one's asking you to go start a conference or to, you know, gain a million followers and then share Jesus. He's saying, man, you're right where you are. Share him now. Do what you can now. Use your voice. So I just want you, I'm going to play. It's a three and a half minute recording of what she's talking about. And to give context, she's in a country where women are completely uh, disregarded. She mentions um, the coats and what they're saying. And if you don't catch it, I just want to like make sure you understand that the men are taken care of first. And if there's extra, women and children will get them. So during the harsh winters or whatever comes, food, supplies, men get them first. The women, the women are not accounted for. But the women, if you start looking, I can only recommend so many books, but Um, Hearts of Fire is one that comes to mind. And I know I've read others uh, where if you pay attention to what is happening among the movement of women in these places, it's, it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Some of the fastest growing churches are because women are with wisdom and discernment in these places being led by the Holy Spirit. They are using their voice and, and leading people to know Jesus, despite what they know, their knowledge of if someone finds out what will happen. That is the heart of all of this. But, but, you know, when people are like, oh, where did brave come from this? This is where, where I sat there. I'm like, how can we be, how can we be so complacent in our love for the Lord and our love for others when I have sisters in Christ willing to do this? We have to be willing Um, So I just want you to take a listen to what she's saying. This is straight from the country. She still had to be careful. We tried to um, use encrypted media to go back and forth. So um, she couldn't get into insane detail. But I think if you're just listening to her and what she has to say, um, you'll you'll get the you'll get the point of it. So I pray you were encouraged. Um, Read read scripture. No, it's not just about living a good life. It is being a good example, though, it's very critical um, to earn the right to be heard, right? So if you're gonna, if you're gonna speak the name of Jesus, you gotta, you gotta live it too. None of us are perfect, but we can be always walking towards um, holiness and walking towards what God has for us, even in our mess ups and our fail ups. It should be an overarching bridge to to Jesus and what we know of Him. So, all right, I'm gonna stop rambling now. Give you a listen.
The place of your birth, it's no accident. The language you know, the talents you have, the skills that you're developing, it's, it's no accident. God has a purpose in all of this. And we need to use our voice. We need to use our voice to proclaim the love of God. We've been blessed to know the truth. And we need to share this with others. I've been in so many places where people are being silenced, especially women. I remember when I was in Greece serving uh, the refugees there, we had refugees from 51 countries, uh, mostly Muslim countries, 25% of them from Syria. And I remember a lot of dads, a lot of husbands would come and say, if you don't have a black coat to give to my wife, then we're going to leave without the women in our in our family receiving a coat um, to protect them from the severe weather. Um, just winter time, it's an island, they live under a tarp, um, just thousands upon thousands of people in this kind of situation. You'd have all the men with their jackets and coats protected, but the women, nothing. Then you have countries like Myanmar where I've had the privilege to also serve and the the government is always turning off the electricity um, the purpose in this is to turn off the wi-fi in order that people aren't able to com communicate and share with the outside world what's happening um, then you have uh, the fact that they weren't able to have social media until about five years ago and even then today uh what because of all of the electricity shortage you know they're turning it off um, you also need to use a VPN if you ever have the electricity on long enough to um, research anything or put anything online um, in a lot of countries here in Southeast Asia where I am right now the students are taught a good student is silent a bad student asks questions where I live right now life expectancy is a lot shorter um, people have less opportunities for for education and so forth, much less the gospel. You know, 85% of every Muslim, of every Hindu, of every Buddhist doesn't know a Christian personally. And we see in Romans 10, verse 14, it says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them we need to use our voice we need to praise the lord for the liberty that we have and use that liberty